Welcome to Sparklines, a special podcast series celebrating 15 bright years of Rosef Consulting. I'm Freda Gonshar-Cohen, Managing Director at Rosef Consulting. Each episode of Sparklines will be an opportunity to share some big ideas, thoughts, and learnings from our areas of expertise. We'll include reflections from our team and interviews with our client partners. Toward the end of each episode, we'll share three sparks, takeaways that you can use with your team. In this first episode, we'll explore program evaluation, one of our main areas of service. We'll discuss what you and your organization can hope to gain from an evaluation and how you can set yourselves up for success. Some of you may be familiar with our toolkit, the four questions of evaluation, which presents four core questions that are essential to setting an effective foundation for conducting evaluations. A link to our four questions toolkit can be found in the show notes and on our website. Rosov Consulting's founder and principal, Wendy Rosov, explains where these questions came from. After 10 years of working at Jesna and feeling like we didn't ever get to the heart of When people would come to us with a project, like, what were the key things that we needed to answer in order to do our best work? And over and over again, I just started to realize that these were four essential questions. There's probably even more than four, but these were four essential questions that have to be answered pretty much for any evaluation project to go well. And those are who's listening, who wants the evaluation, who's seeking it, who wants to learn something from this process. What is it that they want to know? Oftentimes people don't necessarily know what they want to know when they come to us and they ask us to do an evaluation, but going through that whole process is really important. And third, which is how are they going to use the information or the data or whatever it is that we're able to find out for them? People are curious about lots and lots of things, but in the end of the day, there's probably only a few things that are really, really essential because those are the things that they're actually going to use. And then the fourth question, which is what kinds of information or data or whatever you want to call it are seen as valid and credible by the people who are going to be reading this stuff and using it. So let's say you've answered the four questions and conducted your important conversations. Now what? What's next? What can you expect to learn from the evaluation? What supports do you need to provide along the way to optimize the evaluation's utility? Wendy will help us take a closer look. So the kind of information one can expect to gain from an evaluation depends on what the focus or the type or the approach of the evaluation is and what methods are employed to answer which kinds of questions. When we talk about when done well or when done correctly, a couple of features that are really important to think about, you know, one is articulating which kinds of questions are going to be answered in the evaluation. The second is making sure that the methods used to gather data that will answer those questions are actually consistent with the kinds of questions being asked. So there's some fidelity there. And the third feature is that, and we always talk about this in our work, that there's some meaning making that's going on, 
right? Because oftentimes the people who are asking us to do the evaluation, and in particular when they're the program providers or the organization that's actually doing the stuff as opposed to the funders who are funding it, they know their program the best, right? We help them learn about what their work is like. We help them reflect on it. We hopefully bring data to bear that they haven't had access to. In the end of the day, if we don't sit down with them and talk about what we've learned and hear their reflections on it also, that's a really important piece of the puzzle. So I think that when done correctly is not just about methods and about the precision of the research and all of those things. It's also about the process of making meaning from what's been learned. To see how organizations can be intentional about meaning-making around evaluation, let's turn to one of our client partners. Rabbi Eli Confer is president and CEO of the Hadar Institute, a thriving center of Jewish life, learning, and practice that builds vibrant egalitarian communities in North America and Israel. Since its founding in 2006, Hadar has reached thousands of people through its programs and content. At Rosef Consulting, we've been partnering with Hadar in its evaluation efforts since 2017. One of the main lenses we look at our success through our programs is what is the medium and long-term impact that this is having on the participants and the way in which they're carrying the experience that they had at Hadar or interacting with our content, how they're carrying that forward in their own Jewish lives and Jewish community. The discipline of going back to people who have taken your program and experienced them, you know, months and even years ago and seeing what the long lasting impact is, is really why we're in this work in the first place and why that a kind of evaluation is so valuable for us. From Hadar's first evaluation efforts to its evaluations today, the growing organization has been building its capacity to both digest learnings and act on them. A key component of being able to do that well is building a culture that celebrates evaluation and learning and includes staff in that process. I think there's a danger of thinking about evaluation simply as one of the many questions you have to answer when you're working with a funding partner and forgetting to share the learnings with the wider staff who are producing the programs. The staff is incentivized to move on to the next program and not think that long about the previous program. And sometimes the leadership is incentivized to focus the evaluation outcomes only towards the story that we're telling the funders. So I think the more that we have involved our staff in absorbing the data and asking questions about it and doing that in conversation with you, I think the more meaningful it's been for the program designers on the team to really understand the ways in which things are successful or need to be altered. And that was a learning, I think, that we experienced over the years. The more you could involve your staff, the better it lands with what the purpose of evaluation really is. The purpose of it ultimately is to understand what you're doing, what its impact is, and how to make the next one better. One of the tricky things about meaning-making is that sometimes the findings of an evaluation are difficult. Programs don't reach their intended outcomes or the story isn't fully a success. 
Anyone involved in program implementation knows that even with the best strategic plans in place, things don't go as planned. Our team has learned and observed that in those cases, open, honest communication and strong relationships can turn these challenges into learning opportunities. When we published our last strategic plan in 2020, part of the publication was publicizing the results of the four-year survey that Rosef had done on the previous plan. And we got a lot of feedback from funders who said, you know, we never hear when people put out their new strategic plan, they never tell us how they did on the last plan. People found that was very helpful just in telling the story of what has Adar done. This connection between funder and grantee is core to our work at Rosef Consulting and core to a fruitful partnership and evaluation. It's even more essential when the evaluation has uncovered challenging findings. And one of the, I think, founding values or value adds that I started Rosoff Consulting with was really sitting at the nexus between the funder and the grantee around these kinds of questions. And when those honest conversations can't happen, that those are one of the sort of pitfalls. When there's an openness and a true curiosity to learning, that's sort of a core element that can be really, really helpful. I won't say necessarily guarantee success, but certainly that's like fundamental. It's really, really important that any and all of the stakeholders who are either going to have to participate in the evaluation process in one way, shape, or form, make meaning of the learnings in one way, shape, or form, use the learnings in one way, shape, or form, be responsible for the dissemination of those learnings throughout an organization or into the public domain or whatever it is, that all of those people have to be somehow in the know. If you're able to manage to have a culture in which people are saying, well, this part didn't work well, let's talk about why, or let's not go with our impressions Let's not go with our anecdotal evidence, but let's actually dig into the data. I think it lends for a greater set of people willing to try something and to experiment and then to say, okay, this part worked, this part didn't, without feeling like they're being punished when something doesn't work. And when you have those broader data sets at your disposal, you can counter some of those anecdotal conversations and check your instinct to see if it was really representative or if it was just an outlier. And that's a really, really important piece of what it means to rethink and retool your work. Evaluation is not easy, but it can provide great rewards. In this series, we will end every episode with three sparks of insight that can enhance your future evaluations and learning. Our first spark today is evaluation takes discipline. To be worthwhile, evaluation requires applying sustained attention to sometimes difficult questions and never results in instant gratification. Like those productive workouts in the gym, the middle sets can be hard going before you start to see the benefits. Second, evaluation takes teamwork. If people in your organization are going to make real use of the learnings, they need to be involved throughout the process, not necessarily deeply, but they need to be part of shaping the learning opportunity and then of making meaning of what surfaces. Stakeholders must genuinely feel that they have a stake. And finally, 
Evaluation requires openness, curiosity, and being willing, sometimes, to fail. It's important to come to it with a learning stance, a willingness to look closely at ourselves, our organization, and our work, and do better. Thank you for joining us on Sparklines. Links referenced in today's episode can be found in the show notes and on our website, rosefconsulting.com. Additional episodes in the series will be coming soon. Today's episode was hosted by me, Freda Gontra-Cohen. Thank you to Wendy Rosov and Ellie Confer for participating in this episode. Sparklines is a podcast from Rosov Consulting. Our mission is to provide high-quality research, evaluation, and insights to Jewish organizations, enabling them to make informed decisions and effectively pursue their strategic goals. Today's episode was produced, edited, and mixed by Brian Blumenban. Additional writing and editing by Jason Edelstein. Artwork by Karen Urabe. If you found this episode useful, share it with a colleague and start a conversation about how your team uses or might be interested in using evaluation. 